0: Well, 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 what a time to be
1: alive. I agree. Do you think everybody's always said that throughout history? What a time to be alive. I reckon that someone's (laughs) like, this time sucks.
0: (laughs) I feel like this is worse because we seem to be facing the certain death of humankind.
1: Potentially. (laughs) It's going to be fun. I don't know.
0: But then who knows? Maybe not.
1: I think you're only thinking that because we have sick children at the house in the house at the moment, <laughs> yeah,
0: and we haven't no, had any
1: sleep, no. and it's just ruining oh, our lives.
0: God, I'm so tired. I literally had an hour and a half sleep mm. last night, and I just don't. Some people can. Okay, before we get into this, dilly darling, hello, I'm James. There's Claire over there. We're married (laughs) and we do Suggestible Pod where we recommend you things and sometimes we like to also air our grievances about our general lives. We
1: love it (laughs) and you don't, but we do it anyway.
0: We do. I know. So I only had an hour and a half sleep last night and some people can function on like a whiff of a fart of sleep. (laughs) I... Need a good solid eight hours, or become a crazy person.
1: Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I'm terrible with no sleep. You know, there are very few people that exist. They can do like two or three hours, and it is like a four night's sleep. They just yes. don't have to sleep.
0: My, I had an old boss who was like oh, that. I Love that. And also, my friend Laura is also like that. I
1: would pay for that. I would pay a lot of money <laughs> to like do that to my brain. But
0: you'd also have like four or five hours of you just have so extra much time, more time. Yeah. just over your lifespan. That is a lot of time. Mm. I the yeah, I need at least eight hours and like quality sleep. I need
1: 12. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah, like the, need I'm like the opposite. Um, you need even more sleep yeah. than me. Though you can handle broken sleep, it seems to me. A be. little
1: bit more, yeah. Yeah. To you a point and then it just, it breaks me. It completely breaks me in half.
0: <laughs> oh, that explains the white hair.
1: It does. I mean, that's genetic, <laughs> but it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. If so you look at me like the year before we had kids and the year after, there's a significant difference in the way that I look. <laughs> I tell you that much.
0: Yeah, well, mm. your face is slowly crumpling. Pretty much, yeah. It's
1: like a raisin. <laughs> it was a smooth grape. Now it's a raisin.
0: Oh, well, I, my skin still looks radiant. You do, have
1: good, you do have good skin.
0: I do have good skin, mm. mate. I mean, look, not much else going for me, but the skin's good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I sometimes think it is really strange that we're just like sa- skin sacks of bone and meat.
1: Yeah, and just water. Walking around yeah. in
0: water and like... What else? And this really struck me when I had a baby. I've had two babies, guys, just to brag. Oh, God. Anyway. Just a humble brag, oh, yeah. Just a humble brag or you can commiserate with me. No, I'm very mm. lucky. I know how lucky I am. They're gorgeous. However, I really struck me when I was pregnant just how little control I have over my own body mm. <laughs> because so many of the function your body does, you have. it's not like you're going, okay, lungs, now inflate, okay, heart, Keep on pumping. Yeah, exactly, it just does it. It just does it. Like most of the functions in our body just happen without us, without our control.
1: I read something really. So strange. I read something kind of like that kind of fucked me up a bit where it's like if your body is sick and there's something wrong with it. Like, it won't tell you often. Like, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's not like you've got like a brain tumor and you can remove it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it doesn't, like, it, it It knows that there's something there, but it doesn't tell you.
0: Well, it's what? Like, it doesn't say, Japes, yeah. Japes, there's some things you going haywire like, in here.
1: You could be, you should be able to have like a weekly meeting with your brain where you discuss all the functions <laughs> that you don't have direct control over. Uh, you no, know, like, like, inside out, except it's <laughs> your body. Yeah, and, your or health. Whatever.
0: I think that's why you really have to tap into your, like, intuition around that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know or if, visit I've had, a doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but also I've had friends who've diagnosed themselves or at least not, not necessarily, like, exactly what they have but kind of picked up very early that there's something not right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can definitely tune into your body more and notice when things are slightly skewed. Yeah. yeah, and then going in and just getting it checked. And sometimes it's nothing but usually there's something going on.
1: It's why a bunch of people die as well. They're just like, I was sick for 20 years and I, and I died all of a sudden. It's yeah. like, no, because you were sick and for 20 years. Why
0: a bunch of people do you often mean men? It's men. It's like old, it's people, old men. Yeah, I mean yeah. women live a lot longer. And I think some of that reason and obviously, no, hashtag not all men, hashtag not all women, hashtag um, people who've of all different genders and persuasions and all the things. I do think that there is something in listening into your body, you know? Sure. Like really, and then picking up on things very
1: quickly. And then not really telling you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something's up, but I can't. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> anyway, we sh- speaking of listening to your body, Yes, people should listen to our bodies with their bodies as we tell them about the things that we recommend <laughs> yeah, this week. that's way.
0: crazy. I know your ears are just drumming away with their drums.
1: That's right, yeah. And they're... May, may, may I start with my first recommendation? You
0: certainly can. Thank you for asking so sci-fi, kindly and sweetly. Uh, it's the
1: sci-fi original series, Resident Alien. It stars Alan Tudyk.
0: Just for something different, am I right? Shh. Yeah. For one time I would like you to suddenly recommend an Elizabethan
1: period drama. Fun. fine. Actually, my second suggestion, you're going to be like, wow, that's actually well out of your wheelhouse and I'm very impressed. I think you were going to say wee house. That's well out of your wee house. house. Imagine if you just had a wee house. People did have a wee house. called an outhouse. It's not a connoisseur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's We right. had like a holiday house. You know this. It wasn't really yeah. a holiday house. It was a shack that we'd go to and I'd scream <laughs> the entire time how much I hated it. i it have an outhouse. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, why are we here? And they're like, because that's cause the country. And I'm like, country fucking sucks.
0: Straight up. That's why you'll never go camping with us.
1: No, nah, don't worry. Because want to. you
0: just spent so much time in the bush throwing rocks at kookaburras.
1: <laughs> why would I sit in the dirt <laughs> when I could sit in a chair? <laughs> Anyway, it stars Alan, T- Alan Tudyk is the is the resident alien. I dropped this picture because I know you won't remember him.
0: Ah, uh, yes. So yes, correct. Right. I know exactly. I remember him from A Knight's Tale.
1: He is from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
0: one of my fave moves. I
1: couldn't. You know what? I should have <laughs> picked that one because I couldn't think of a movie that you would have seen him in because he's the robot in Rogue One and he's in Firefly. I've
0: seen Firefly. I know, but
1: you know, don't. I won't be like, remember it. I wouldn't be like, he's the pilot Wash from Firefly. <laughs> Look, I
0: have a very small window of memory. Yeah, exactly. Memory. So that's why <laughs> I brought things. up.
1: But I should have, I, a movie, things you know, Heath Ledger movies, I should have known that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know Heath Ledger movies. I think mate. that
1: was the first Paul Bettany movie or the mainstream one, one at least. Now he's Vision. No, I know he's so excellent. He's great.
0: great in that too. Big it fan. turns out, spoiler: imaginary friend or something in The Night's
1: Tale, isn't he? No.
0: Oh no, I've, I've mixed two movies <laughs> not together. At all. He's in, <laughs> no, he's really not. You're
1: thinking of A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? Those like aren't even close.
0: <laughs> but he's in that, right? And he's an imaginary friend. Yeah,
1: I think so. Maybe like, yeah.
0: not maybe not a friend, but yeah. like an imaginary yeah, figment a, of his mind. Yeah, of um, but you, because they, you know, it does that, that whole thing where you never see him yeah. and Kate Winslet you know, or whoever's yeah, in that whoever's,
1: movie. But you know what's interesting about that movie? That pioneered something that I love. It's writing math on glass. <laughs> you know, what you always see it in shows. <laughs> yeah, I think that movie started Is writing that math in a on mentalist? glass. Probably it's in that. all it's in the show numbers anyway. I got to ah, talk about yes, this: yes. Alan Tudyk, uh, Sarah Tomko, Alice Wetterland, and it's based on the comic of the same name created by Peter Ho- uh, Hogan and Steve Parkhouse. So it's about an alien who crashes in remote Colorado. He's stranded. His ship is scattered. Right. Uh, he kills a doctor who's played by Alan Tudyk and takes his place, like morphs his body into him, and then he becomes a resident of this town and a murder. Draws him out, and they think he's like a regular doctor. So he becomes like the town doctor, but he's a he's an alien. He doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing. And Alan Tudyk is like excellent at this, playing like the weird mishmash of like a like an alien pretending to be a man. Like he's a man playing an alien pretending to be a man. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And just the yeah. mannerisms and the facial expressions and like the cadence which he adopts of this, it's it's really quite funny. So it ends up being like he's. Kind of solving crimes and he's learning humanity and he's trying to like repair his ship and build this doomsday device which could like wipe out everybody on the planet. He's he's like incredibly intelligent but he's also like a massive idiot. So it's like it walks the line. He would
0: be excellent at playing. That. Oh, he's
1: fantastic because he also played the robot in I Robot. If you ever saw the movie yes, I Robot, I have
0: seen the movie I yeah.
1: Robot. See, so, yeah, it's also got a, a little bit of depth to it, Claire, A little bit of, because it talks about like there's adoption and there's a there's a bit of heart to it. You know what I mean? It's about uh. finding. Uh, humanity, and the other thing is, and this is kind of something that seems like it's borrowed from Invader Zim, a show that I talked about like a while ago that you definitely don't remember. Uh, in his trans, he's transformed into a human, but one in a million people can see him in his real alien form, which you do like get flashes of, like quite oh, what a bit. Is his
0: uni- what is his alien form? Uh, I'll, I'll have, have to find, find a
1: picture. And
0: oh, I see. He looks like, it's yeah. It's quite terrifying.
1: But anyway, yeah, yeah so one it's in a million creepy. people can see him as is. Yeah, because he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a boy in town who can see him. Who knows? And oh. he's like, he's an alien. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Calm down,
0: little, yeah. little, little man. Yeah, don't
1: be silly. You're being ridiculous. But uh, um. but he's the only one who can see him, uh, which is like an Invader Sim, Sim storyline. He's got like a little boy nemesis in it. But, yeah, it's good. Uh, grab a, bloody grab a hold of him, Where mate. can
0: you grab it from? It's
1: sci-fi. So if you're in Australia, you'll need a VPN. But, uh Wherever else but hey, you, you
0: can get an Express VPN. Exactly, works works a treat. That's right.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which Correct. What, what are you recommending all
0: right okay so i just just before i recommend the fun well, It's not fun well it's a it's you know it's a good page turner of a book that i'm going to recommend i love books i also wanted to just say what i'm actually consumed with at the moment oh, in death. The last week <laughs> Fear, anger. Fear, sadness, rage. Actually, rage mm. because most of what I've been consuming this week is just media around what's happening in our Parliament House currently at the moment. And I should preface this by saying that some of the stuff I'm about to say, again, references sexual assault and misconduct. So if, yeah. if, if you find that difficult, um, please skip over this little section. Basically, I want to say that the reporting that is being done by so many incredible female journalists in Australia at the moment. Mm. Louise Mulligan um, is one of them. Um, particularly in there's a, there's an ABC show called Four Corners.
1: I think people don't know what – you have to name the specific incident, I think. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm getting to oh, it. Oh, I thought yeah, – you. But I, I just wanted to <laughs> recommend Four Corners as a really excellent piece of Australian journalism if you're interested in what's happening politically. And it, the news of this is actually going across the world now. Right. Um. Well, that's good. We've discussed briefly, I think, and I wrote about this in my newsletter, there's a woman called Brittany Higgins who was a staffer in Parliament House yes. who was raped. And she came out um, over the last or about a month ago to disclose what happened to her publicly because it was just basically covered up and it happened about two years ago. And the Prime Minister has just made a whole lot of false steps around this and claims he had no idea that this even happened and it's clear that they didn't, they wanted it swept under the rug because it happened just around the time of when the PM was about to call the next election. Yes. Anyway. It started there and it's just escalated and what's what's clear, and I won't go into all the horrible details of mm. all the things that have been uncovered, um, one of which is that our Attorney-General, who is like the highest lawmaker in our parliament, um, has been accused of a, of a rape when he was um, at university. Yes. No, at high school actually. Mm. I should correct that, in high school. And that's, that's just a horrible story in and of itself and he's he's taken the time off and now it's come out that he's trying to sue the national broadcaster um for defamation. Shock. Uh, anyway, and there's been so much rumor and speculation, and also really. Well, great so they journalism. didn't make they
1: didn't make the allegations. They weren't like no, the they didn't. Yeah. No, no, mm. the,
0: um the friends of the woman who has since passed away. Yeah. Um, sent a letter into the Parliament House outlining what had happened to her um, yeah. allegedly. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty, but what it's slowly uncovering is this horrible culture in Parliament House. It's so hard to watch and it's so enraging and I think the women of Australia at the moment are just so sick of seeing report after report of staffer after staffer, PM, minister after minister coming out to say that the culture in Parliament House is toxic for women and that there's just so much misogyny and sexist behaviour, lewd behaviour that's come out. And it, it's just so, I can't even explain how enraging it is. There's a, there's a hashtag now going around called Enough is Enough. And I just, maybe this makes me naive, but I just cannot believe what a toxic environment that place is for women mm. at our highest echelons of power in this country. And it just, it infuriates me. That we are where we're at with climate change and with the way that so many sectors have been disregarded. You know, we have a major problem with aged care facilities and the problems with the pandemic. And I know we're a very, very lucky country in so many ways, particularly in the way that the pandemic has been handled. Not from the federal level, but yeah. Yeah, not from the federal level. And this is talking about the federal level Mm. of parliament. But I just, I can't, every time I try and watch something else, I end up just going into this Viral of like reading and watching and listening to more and more women voicing what's happened to them at Parliament House while they're like, I was listening to Tanya Plibersek, was um, the shadow minister for women because the minister for women called Brittany Higgins a lying cow. Yes. So, and refused to come out. So I went to the March um, for Justice. That was a march for women across Australia. Uh, over a hundred thousand people showed mm-hmm. up, men and women for that. Um, survivors and just like these incredible people standing up. Grace Tame, who is our Australian of the Year, was a sexual abuse survivor. And she is just speaking out so clearly and her voice is just resonating. And I'm so incredibly in in awe of her as well as Brittany Higgins and these incredibly brave young women who were standing up and saying enough is enough and this isn't okay. It just like I'm still so shocked by all of it though. Like I just I hadn't realized how horrible it, it was mm. really because I've I've grown up in a you know private girls' school and then I worked as a teacher. So that was a predominantly female profession. So I just really and I had glimpses of this behaviour.
1: Of course, yeah. But I
0: hadn't really seen the kind of toxic um environment that some workplaces can be for women. But I listened to Tanya Plibersek, the shadow um, minister of women, talking today on a podcast, and she has been working in politics since the 1990s, and she's just such an incredibly calm, wonderful advocate who seems like a genuinely lovely person. You know how often you see politicians and you think, oh, they might be... She
1: feels disingenuous. disingenuous?"
0: She just seems like a really intelligent, wonderful, warm person who's been working her whole life in public service. And she was saying how sad she is that she's been working in Parliament since 1990 when Julie Bishop and other members of Parliament, there was kind of an influx. Julie Gillard, who was our first female Prime Minister, yes. all came in at the same kind of time. And she's just so devastated that we're still no further.
1: No, it from, feels the same as it always Yeah, has she been. says yeah.
0: like the environment for women in Parliament House has got to the point where every day of the election campaign, all of the women like MPs just expect that their the signs up for them will be graffitied that they will receive rape and death threats in the post online mm-hmm. um you know I, just, I that just blew me away in itself that like literally every day in the morning when they get to parliament house they have people going around cleaning off the signs that they've put up for their ministry, you know, for their next election because Mm. they're just defaced basically with Mm. like, and, you know, there was a report of an MP pushing over a pregnant woman.
1: Who did that?
0: There was a pregnant MP. She didn't disclose who, but she said there's a pregnant MP who was pushed over by a male politician in Parliament House and she sees that guy every day. She knows who he is. And that – it, it occurred What the fuck? Yeah, that kind of stuff is, like, so rife. Like, I mean, the stuff that's come out recently – anyway, I, I didn't want to end up this in a massive no, rant. I actually fine. have a book to recommend. But it's just that's all I'm thinking about at the moment and so many women that I know in my life are thinking about as well. It's just such bullshit. Mm. Like, why do we have to put up with this? It's not that we want special treatment. We just don't want to have, like, for example – and this isn't for little ears – Someone jizzle over a female MP's desk, which is what came out yesterday, and and film it and send it to his mates. Or Julia Bishop and say whatever you want. She's a conservative politician in Australia, but she is a bloody good politician and very skilled. She could have easily been the next PM, but she was thwarted and basically pushed out of politics by a group of WhatsApp guys called the Big Swinging Dicks. (laughs) Like, that's genuinely a WhatsApp group of, like, the best and brightest that we have in Australian politics. Are you fucking serious?
1: I bet they don't have big swinging dicks either. Yes, I
0: I know. (laughs) Exactly. I've grossly overestimated their own abilities. Anyway, okay, rant done. I just, it's just... Isn't that enough, don't you think? Like isn't it time that yeah. that kind of shit yes, just. Yes, it is.
1: It's, like, the, it's, always, it's the same culture that it's always been. It hasn't changed. There's like the illusion of change and they'll get in like the occasional person like you'll see like a Julia Gillard or somebody pop up, but there's no actual change. But the it's way it's the Julia Gillard was yeah. treated was just was.
0: absolutely yep. horrendous. And Tanya Blibusek was saying there was the, the media then did this whole thing where whenever the Labor women stood up to try and, Speak out about the behaviour that Mm. Julie Gillard, our first female prime minister and only female prime minister, and the way she was treated. They they called them the handbag brigade or something, and like set so they because the media loves to pitch women against women, right? Yeah, and make it a cat fight. Whereas like men argue and are on different, you know, have different opinions yeah. well, all the time and it's never called I know that. someone at
1: the Herald Sun that I haven't spoken for, like, a while. But, uh, yeah, he told me at the time that, like, their boss said, like, we're just going to go after it. We're just going to, like, unrelenting. Right, because what,
0: the papers will sell? It's all
1: linked. It's all, like, and it's all Murdoch run. It's, uh, it's, and it's a-
0: just a bit, th- and that's kind of, I had, I'm so, I guess I'm naive. I just didn't think that there was a big contingent of men that didn't want women in leadership.
1: Well, it makes sense when you look at the numbers. You look at the numbers alone.
0: Yeah. But what's interesting is quotas were brought in, so, you know, like a mandatory or, or a target for how many women they want in, mm. in the party, right? And for Labor, they brought the, in those quotas. And it's incredible. It's almost at 50% now. Yeah. And, and Tanya Plebusek was saying it really has, there's still problems. Of course. But it's definitely changed the culture. You just see there's way more women there. Yeah. It just makes so much difference when you, and more people of more diverse backgrounds and, you know, mm. it makes so much I, difference. I think,
1: like, things like this happening is what pushes people yeah, um, because for change. Yeah, because she
0: was saying back when she got into politics, the Liberal Party, which is our Conservative Party, and the Labour Party both had a quarter of the, like, number of, of MPs are women. Now it's almost half Labor are hmm. women. And because the coalition still doesn't have quotas in place, there's still only a quarter of women.
1: It hasn't yep. changed. Of course. Uh,
0: anyway, okay. Good that's stuff. Anyway, done. you got
1: a book to recommend, Claire? I do.
0: It's called <laughs> The Wife and the Widow. <laughs> it's by Christian White. Um, Set against the backdrop of an eerie island town in the dead of winter, The Wife and the Widow is a mystery thriller told from two perspectives, Kate, a widow whose grief is compounded by what she learns about her dead husband's secret life, and Abby, an island local whose world is turned upside down when she's forced to confront the evidence that her husband is a murderer. But nothing on this island is quite as it seems, and only when these women come together can they discover the whole story about the men in their lives. Ooh. Oh it's goodness. it's like a, it's a page turner. Look, it's not going to change your life. But Well, man. I want something that's going to change my life, Claire. Why would you <laughs> bring this
1: up? My next one's going to change your life. I've really done right. do it. But so, I
0: I really enjoyed it and it's it's um yeah, it's just really gripping and it's great escapism, particularly from my ranty ranty anger that I'm feeling currently. Aren't you enraged?
1: Yes, Claire. And I feel your rage every day when you yell at me for at least an hour. You take an hour of my day <laughs> to,
0: You're the to only yell one at me. You
1: could yell at our children. <laughs>
0: He doesn't understand. I'm not going to yell at our child. I don't
1: understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I am. But it's like, it's just, and I don't, mean to be, I, I don't mean to be like, it's just the way it is. But it's just always been like this. And there's more things coming out.
0: But things are changing, though. I, things are changing. I agree. Absolutely, I, I don't ha- think it's enough to say, like, no, no, society no, what I'm is saying. progressing. I'm it's not not a I agree.
1: List. Society is progressing, but these people are not.
0: It's only been 100 years since the first woman was elected into Australian Parliament, Edith Cowan.
1: Yeah, and how many have there been?
0: I don't know.
1: What, well, in total?
0: Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, that's incredible. 100 years is not that long. No,
1: it's really not.
0: Anyway, all right, over to you. What's your I next I meant, how, how many have there
1: been? And like, there wouldn't be a lot. Not like, yeah, but how many are there now? I mean, like, there haven't been many. What, over
0: 100? Over the 100 yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of women.
1: Comparatively?
0: But not comparatively, obviously. I think the other problem is it's just one type of man in there as it's well. It's the
1: same fucking dude every fucking time. time. And I,
0: yeah, I think a lot of, like I think the UK has this problem too. It's this upper echelon of private school boy that's been in the same privileged kind of environment.
1: <laughs> Push my buttons now, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking hate this fucking person that you see them everywhere. They're fucking everywhere and they run everything and they're they're the worst and that's not to say if you go to a private school. And a, this
0: is a school. massive generalisation. Yeah, of course, because no, I'm no, friends with I'm people usually, who went
1: to, like, very nice pri- private schools who end this. About but, yeah. empathy, but there there is in this, a very like,
0: big rage spiral There is this today. sense
1: of, like, privilege and, like, I deserve this kind of – and you see it. Like, like, Scott Morrison is an absolute fuck-up and he's always been a massive fuck-up and he's just fucked his way up the chain of command. Like, and he, remember that Where the Bloody How Are You campaign that mm. completely tanked our fucking tourism think, industry? Yeah. He did that. He made that. Yeah, that's the. Then
0: but that's like that's the whole that's the whole Boris Johnson yeah, effect. Yeah, failing up. Failing up, and that's why this whole idea of women not not doing quotas for the amount of people in in Parliament because of merit and it should only be based on merit. And I think I used to think it should just be based on merit. Well, the, like that is t- a total farce because clearly there's all there's unconscious bias. People hire people that remind them of themselves. So yep. if it's all old school boys up there, exactly. they're going to hire a young bloke that reminds them of them when they were coming up through the ranks. Yeah, cool. You know, Love it. it's not on merit and that's why you get it's people not. failing up. Of course and it's like- not.
1: And the people make the excuse of like, well, it's really the best person for the job and whatever. And it's that's not how it's framed at all. It's, it's exactly what you said. It's people hiring mates or people. Like it's like your dad, you know, you know someone whose dad knows somebody or whatever the fuck. That's
0: like the Attorney General Christian Porter could say when he was 17 – that he was going to one day be Prime Minister and with certainty and he was almost he right really was. because the Attorney General is like one of the most powerful yeah. people in the country. So
1: he probably, you know, I say probably because he probably won't be now, but if this didn't come out, there's a very good chance he would have. Yeah,
0: totally. Anyway,
1: what, 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 what are we doing? It's all allegedly, by the way. <laughs> I don't allegedly. want to get
0: sued. However, all right, so that's so if you got
1: another recommendation. I mean we say allegedly but there's a lot of things. So I would say, you know, some of that would probably be true, wouldn't it? Oh God!
0: Don't get us. Don't get us sued.
1: I didn't say which parts. All
0: right. But uh, anyway. Anyway,
1: are uh, you going to love this, Claire? Mm-hmm. I did this just for you. All right. Um, my son and I have finished Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, <laughs> which I may have talked about on this show uh, before, but we finished it today. And I just want to talk us through, talk everybody through this game. Okay. All right. So. For those who don't know, uh, Super Mario 3D World is a re-release of an old game from the Wii U era. And because the Wii U wasn't a massive selling platform, not a lot of people play this game, including me. So they just re-released this game recently with an additional bonus content, that being Bowser's Fury. If you've got kids, if you've got young kids and you want to get them into the video games, this is the perfect game for you to play with them because it's something you can kind of guide them through and teach them and get their skills better while you kind of mostly run things because it plays like a traditional Mario game but it's four player. You've played as well, Claire. And you make your way through a a level, through fairly fairly linear stages and because there's more than one of you on screen, you can kind of drag a person along while they burn through all your lives and power-ups and ruin the experience for you. That's essentially how it works. But it's basically it's, – it's, it's good at handholding somebody and getting their skills up in video games and playing stuff together. And then after you finish the game – we don't have to. You can play it at any time. There's also Bowser's Fury, which is a small open-world section of the game, where which is a little bit more unforgiving. Uh, the second player is, is like a, is you're floating around on a little thing and you're hitting things with a paintbrush and there's not as much control. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great. We've just finished it. It's a great game to play with kids if you've got kids, or even if you don't. It's just a really good game.
0: I agree. It's beautiful. The graphics are really great. It's really fun. It's fun. I worry it's a gateway drug into like video game addiction. It, but we're now on the train.
1: Yeah, look, it's video look video game addiction is real. Like, uh, it, but it's just about managing your time with it. Okay. That's
0: what it is. It is. My, our son has just bloody loved every mm. single second of it because he's basically you as a child. As it's, it's also
1: good for, um in, not, not endurance, what's the word? Persistence. Persistence. That's true. Yeah.
0: Resilience and persistence.
1: Yeah. You're absolutely right. And he has difficult. a lot <laughs> of
0: persistence. Yeah, and teamwork actually. Yeah, it's he teamwork a lot as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, dexterity with and the And we thumbs. use a lot of
1: encouraging language and stuff. To, uh, like we don't yell at each other. <laughs> it's all I, right, you know, yeah. which is very tempting to do. It's just like, just do the th- just, just, just do it like I did it. <laughs> but it's great. Anyway, yeah. uh, what Lovely. do you got? Is that it? All
0: right. No, I, I knew
1: you'd love that. That one was just for you. Oh,
0: thank you so much. It was, it was great. It calmed down my Super Mario Three
1: D World Plus <laughs> Bowser's Fury. Also, if you want to get Super Mario All Stars, that's going to be uh, the three D one. Yeah. That's going to be removed from the Nintendo eShop on March thirty first, along with. Uh, Super Mario thir- uh, All right, okay, don't, pu- don't push it,
0: mate. Don't push it. You don't push it. Can I go it? on now? I've got a recipe.
1: Oh, a recipe. I know, okay. so I have I and <laughs> I
0: know. So I, my recommendation was like a, like a fun sort of gripping book to read and then a recipe for hummus and I instead think, I went on a political rant. I think rant.
1: you should do the book again next week because <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that was about. You're just like, yeah, it's good, I guess, whatever, <laughs> and I've got no sense of what it was like at all. <laughs> I think you should. I think I you can know, bring it back it's
0: next week. Because, like, all I, I, I watched Q&A as well, which, Kanda, which, if you're in Australia, you know, is on ABC iView. And if you have an experienced 5 PM, you can watch. But there was a really great discussion about all the things that are happening, particularly for women at the moment and consent and a whole lot of things. Yep. Anyway, and if you're a woman out there like me, and I know there's like a lot of stuff that's been happening in the UK as well with the death of Sarah Everard, just a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. I um, also our hearts go out to people in the US at the moment because there are a couple of shootings over there recently. Just like the world, just feels kind of scary. So yeah, it's let's good. all make some hummus.
1: Let's all make some hummus. This is
0: my recipe for hummus.
1: My recipe for hummus is buy some hummus. <laughs> I've written that here.
0: All right, okay. So two cans of chickpeas, and you drain them, and then keep a little bit of the liquid. Mm. Um, a third of a cup of tahini. What tahini. Three that? cloves of fresh garlic. Fresh garlic. Two lemons, juiced. Parsley, 20, 20 two spring onions, black pepper, just a dash, and a cane smidge. pepper, just a dash. Then you put it all into a blender and you blend it up and you pop in a little bit of olive oil until it's kind of smooth.
1: A smooth consistency, would yes, you say? Yes,
0: correct. Now, the level of parsley ratio is controversial. My friend Jane gave me this recipe and she puts in like a whole bunch because she likes her almost uh, to look me?
1: green. That's crazy. Jane, if you're listening, which you're not, that's crazy.
0: I know, correct, exactly. I like a little bit of parsley. So I would say, like, maybe a half a bunch of parsley and some salt. Don't forget the salt I That's agree. key. And that's it. Sometimes you can also sprinkle a little bit of paprika on at the end or what have you. But it's it's a delight, and I love it. I haven't made it in a while because we have kids, and who has time for anything? Yeah, just buy but it. But it's delicious, yeah. And you can have it with your veggie sticks. You can spread it on your toast. When,
1: whenever I buy hummus, you're like, you know, I could just make hummus. I'm like, <laughs> we don't have time to make making hummus. <laughs> I know. Stop, stop kidding yourself. Know, I'm going to buy this know. big bucket of hummus. I'm going to eat it over, over over a month and a half. I know,
0: but Like I love my homemade hummus. It's just it's a, good. It's very good. I never have you probably time use a to bit more it. salt. All right. Who's ringing your phone? Oh, it's my mother. All right. That's it for me this week. All right, James. Did you know that you can email Suggestible with your suggestions?
1: Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's interesting. You
0: absolutely can. What do you got um, for us this so week? So this week I have a voice recommendation. A voice recommendation? Know, from David Carter. I so, recommend
1: the voice James Earl Jones.
0: <laughs> I recommend not listening to your
1: voice. Oh, no, I come do. on, I mate. Love
0: you. I love your voice. I hear it all the time. We live together. <laughs> Just... Um... <laughs> So, uh, yes, if you too would like to send in a voice recommendation, just record it in the Voice Memo app on your phone and then send it on over. But choo Ba-choo! All right. Are you ready to listen? I love it. I just I love hearing voices from people all over the world. It's like, it's so cool. Our oh, listeners are the God. best.
1: Look at this, Claire. They're they can- so cool. They cancelled the uh, the Bunning sausage sizzle thing for our son's school, which is such a relief because now I don't feel bad for not wanting to do it. Is
0: that the right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, Claire. Okay. I'm, 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 sure I'm trying to be community. Are really in that. I'm trying to be all community minded. I'm trying to be community minded. Great, James. Who are you kidding?
1: Who are you kidding? I'm very community minded nowadays. You're trying. I care about things and issues. It's not
0: true, but you do. Do you? Who knows? Okay, let's listen to David.
1: Yes. yes. I, my and James, from currently sunny Wales.
0: Oh my god. I'd sunny. like to recommend Hinterland. It's a murder mystery detective series set in Wales, featuring characters speaking both Welsh and English. And I love it because it's a properly positive portrayal of the language. No hack jokes about, oh, is that where you speak to your sheep and all that. Um, it's also f- features some stunning scenery of Aberystwyth where the series is set and is a properly good thriller. I think it's on Netflix. It definitely is in the UK. But if it isn't, get on the um, good old Express VPN. And I do oh God, I'd also recommend not spilling tea on a white
1: jumper. <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you very much for your support and recommendations, really, uh, throughout the time of the podcast. It's really helped me, what, with leaving
0: university, starting a job, my dad's chemotherapy, all that good stuff. So, yeah,
1: a massive dioch. What was that last word? Dioch. Dioch. What does that Which mean?
0: Which means thank you very much.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. I hope know. your dad gets better as well. I've seen so Hinterland pop up.
0: I've watched it actually. And it's right at my alley. Yeah, I was going to say this.
1: You love it's, this murder yeah, mystery. Yeah, yeah, I love it,
0: and it's sort of quite gloomy. And yeah, set in Wales, and it's beautifully. Uh, the landscape is just incredible. Um, update it's
1: on the beautiful. update on the sausage sizzle. Great email, by the way. Voice my I loved it. I know, it.
0: wasn't it? Also, sorry about your white jumper. That sucks. I yeah, hate that when that sucks. happens. That was
1: the saddest thing from that email. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I took away from. No, it. I'm
0: also thinking about your dad too. Yeah, I hope absolutely. he's absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sending um, you lots of love.
1: The sausage sizzle was cancelled due to lack of family support. Now I feel really terrible because. Oh
0: can... <laughs> no! I'm
1: gonna email and say I will if it's back on. I'll do it
0: oh no we've really and now i have it. to do
1: it because <laughs> i said i would
0: i know and we didn't go to the the um i was gonna say the busy the bumblebee the working we bee, were going to both our
1: kids we, got I sick
0: know, i know we've had the worst i'd get there and days. they'd be like
1: what cr- trades do you have and i'll be like nothing <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah don't you know, got really nervous You're point me at some soil it. and i'll roll I in it. i
0: even missed um our son's parent teacher interview today
1: you are crushing it we, oh are, god, we are god the last four days what a nightmare!
0: Okay. Anyway, obviously, we are very lucky to have a nice, safe, warm home to be staying in at the moment. And I'm sending love out to anyone, especially for any of our listeners are in Sydney in the flash flooding that's happening. Oh my
1: goodness! Oh, yeah. There's another oh, terrible goodness thing going on. Guys. Do you know, you can, do you know, oh, you can, do you know, if you just want. Just make
0: some hummus. It'll make you feel just better. Just buy
1: some. <laughs> just buy some. It's easier. Did you know, because um, you're going to have to go to the store and buy a bunch of ingredients anyway, so just buy like a natural hummus. And but you then, don't Listen to this, me. Listen so, to no, me, Claire. For, no, stop. You stop. You've forgotten. You've forgotten. The point, point
0: of, of cooking, cooking
1: is about stop out the, the making. making. Can you stop Can you repeat? stop
0: re- oh, my oh, my God. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. This okay.
0: Really <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. I'm going to explode in a Ball of rage, and that's going to be the news headlines tomorrow. Will be like, everyone's really angry at the Parliament yeah. House, but did you hear the woman that actually imploded yeah. for rage?
1: Suburban wife goes supernova, <laughs> engulfing the entire planet. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe I'll create some kind of new energy force field, and then we can power everything with via supernova, and we don't have to use any it's more not a fossil bad fuels, idea. And then we'll stop having mass disasters and pandemics. And then Elon, pandemics. Musk,
1: Elon Musk can take credit for that. it would be like, I actually drive that woman <laughs> insane. It was actually Yeah, me.
0: that is absolutely what would happen. A woman would impl- self-implode, killing herself while also saving the planet, and then some dickhead bloke would walk in and be like, well, actually, I've invented something that will yeah. definitely save everything and it was all for me.
1: I yeah. did it, yeah. Bloody anyway, here's my hint for homus.
0: Also, not all men, I love men. I'm sorry. I feel like I've got very angry.
1: No, and people. I think people know that. I think if you write it and say "not all men," it's probably you. <laughs> like people know that.
0: I know because most folks I know. Of course are they are. Really most great. people I
1: think are genuine, genuinely good people. Know, it's just that just a lot like, of people who run shit are terrible. Just
0: seems yeah. that way at the moment, um, doesn't it? Yeah, and I don't think that's true either. There are some really lovely people in leadership, of but I just feel like
1: there's um. But look, <sighs> anyway. if you if you got if you want to do a fancy hummus, but you don't know, want the what you do, you get a pretty good hummus. And when you put it in a separate dish, put a little bit of olive oil in it so you can see it on the top and then sprinkle on some um, some paprika and just be like, oh, I made this. And people won't even know, mate. They're going to be like, this is incredible. And you're like, yeah, I made this. And they're not going to know. They're not going to know you faked it and you've made it.
0: You know who will know? Your wife. Because I know. You just wrap me up would be yeah. like, you didn't make this. <laughs> you do that sometimes. you surprise. Why don't we have guests over you like – Vanish into the kitchen and appear with, like, fancy up hummus and some cheese and crackers. Fancy
1: it up, mate. And then the people are f- like, oh, my go God. God. And, I'm and like, even
0: some veggie sticks.
1: Yeah, and, like, the trick is minimal effort. That's my trick. <laughs> anyway. And I uh, also
0: think then you feel like you can just vanish. That's right. And then I'm like, anyone. I've done
1: my duty. Now I'm going to sit in a <laughs> cupboard on go my phone. Play
0: Mario 3D that's World right. plus Bowser's Fury. <laughs> my God, the amount of times I hear our son just singing that song. is driving me insane. <laughs> And I say, are you going to play Mario? Super Mario 3D World World, plus Bowser's Fury. Oh, my God.
1: Hey, man, review the show. It's easy as this. You open your app in your phone and you you review it. You can do it in (laughs) an app. It's as easy as that. It's like faking a hummus recipe. Like Maddie uh, Tyree says. No, it's what I would do. This is the most successful show, Maddie says. Claire and James never cease to bring silly stories, relation, relational banter and amazing reviews. Claire has expanded my views on many topics. Thanks for the amazing podcast to walk to, Maddie T, brackets official dog walker of the pod. Totally. You Don't. can be the
0: fish dog walker. Thanks, Maddie T. What
1: a ledge. What a ledge. All right. Uh, next week, um, same show. <laughs> we did.
0: Same, same place. Maybe angrier. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. And if you've
1: got recommendations, send them in, mate. Voice memos, regular things, whatever Correct. you got, whatever you got going on. Let us know what you thought of the Snyder cut of Justice League. Let us know. God,
0: why would we even why? I don't even why. You gonna watch it? No. It's
1: only four hours. What if you got time God. to make hummus, you got time oh, to no watch this. Sn-
0: my my favorite commentators, commentators Annabelle Krabs, <laughs> tweeted this funny thing about the the guy that like did the business all over someone's desk, which is just so awful. And I haven't figured out a way. People are calling it the desk incident because there's some really horrible ways of like saying what happened. Anyway, she just tweeted this whole thing about how like any women have time in their lives to like just stand and film themselves doing that over someone's desk. Hell no.
1: That is true. Women yeah. just
0: don't know who has the bloody time to do that, let alone like the, like, yes, the inclination, but also the time. Mm. There's no time. Everyone knows that. That's There's true. no time for anything. There's no
1: time for nothing ever. Particularly
0: if you're a woman. You're too busy like taking on the mental load and looking after everybody and caring for your sick parents as well as like trying to like fight the patriarchy. <laughs> no one has time to bloody wank on a desk.
1: <laughs> That's what Gosh. they should call it, the wank on the desk incident.
0: It's so awful. Anyway.
1: All right. We'll see you next week where hopefully nobody's wanked on a desk. I'm Goodbye. So,
0: I love it. Sorry, I know. I feel like I need to preface this by saying I'm sorry for my rage. But also I'm not.
1: You don't seem sorry. You shouldn't be sorry. We've been
0: to Jessup podcast. Please come back and listen
1: next week. Sick. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks, for
0: calling for editing. Colleagues. Bye, Colleagues.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you.